See, this is me. Boba Fett. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Chist Ascendancy Podcast. This is Josiah, and we are on day 23 of 30 Days of Boba Fett. And today I want to talk to you about, is the book of Boba Fett going to be our live action debut for Cad Bane? And there's a reason I'm asking that, because uh, I was at the store today getting some groceries. You know how it is, being uh, the week of Christmas, you're getting a little extra stuff for friends and family that are coming over. And uh, I saw this at the checkout aisle. TV guide with the book of Boba Fett, um, and it just said had scoop on Kenobi and a few other things. So of course I, you know, it was just a couple of bucks, so I bought it. And uh, right on the the front section of their story for Boba Fett, of course you got Boba there on the throne. Uh, and then it says just a little bit at the top, this little tiny little snippet reads: "Will we ever learn how Boba's helmet got that major dent?" Morrison says the series is filling in the gaps. Of course, for those of you who are probably, if you're listening to this channel, you know, you're a fan of Star Wars and you probably have the inside scoop for what happened. But uh, in unfinished episodes of The Clone Wars, uh, there the story goes, and uh, I'm not sure how true to canon this is, but I, I'll explain why I think it is canon. Um, but the story goes that... Uh, Boba Fett is trying to make a name for himself and Cad Bane, who's currently established as the greatest bounty hunter currently in the galaxy during the Clone Wars. Uh, they have some type of a disagreement and there's somebody that I think Boba's trying to do the right thing and save this person and Cad's trying to kill them. Something along those lines. There's a disagreement over a bounty of some sort. And uh, there's Boba has no weapons and he's just trying to communicate, hey, we, let's do the right thing. And... I know that Bosk is there, and Bosk says, I say we give the kid a shot, and he actually throws Boba his weapons. So you have Cad Bane, who's the quintessential, you know, Western character, the guy who will kill somebody over a hat, things like that. And so he's there, and he's ready to draw. And then you've got Boba Fett, and he holsters his pistols. He's ready to draw. And they have a shootout, old school style. And when the dust settles... It's basically a tie, and there's this epic, you know, Clint Eastwood-style moment. And it's unfinished animation, but if you go and look it up on, on uh, YouTube, I'm sure you can find it. But uh, it goes from, you know, Cad's hand to Boba's hand to Cad's eyes to Boba's visor, back and forth, and it just speeds up, speeds up, speeds up, speeds up. And then finally, they shoot, and they both fall, but Cad Bane stays still, and Boba's helmet rolls, and when it comes back into focus there's the giant dent in the helmet that previously wasn't there. Uh, the reason I believe that this is still canon is because when Cad Bane returns in the Bad Batch, uh, at one point, he's I believe it's during his fight with Finnick Shand, ironically, uh, his hat falls off, and he's got this big old metal plate. I want to say it's on the left side of his head. And uh, to me, that was their subtle way of saying, yes, this fight between Boba Fett and Cad Bane didn't happen. It was kind of that passing of the torch moment where Boba Fett then became the greatest bounty hunter in the galaxy. And where Cad has been this whole time, we don't know. We know he's around during the Bad Batch. He's on the tail of of Omega and Hunter and all those guys. Uh, so what does it look like for Cad Bane 
returning if he was to return and if this was to be his live action debut in the book of Boba Fett. Uh, do, do we see them as friends? Do we see them as foes? I know he sees Finnick Shand as a foe, even if it's from 20 years ago, right at the beginning of the Imperial reign, him and Finnick Shand are fighting over a bounty in Omega. Um, and then obviously Boba Fett is trying to establish himself as the ruler of this underworld, whether it's just on Tatooine or just in that sector, or maybe he's trying to take over the entire underworld. Um, I don't see him wanting to bite off more than he can chew a la Darth Maul with the Shadow Collective. Um, but there's something really interesting. It's uh, the article about the book of Boba Fett is only two pages long. Um, but it was cool because Ming-Na Wen was saying that she's uh, there's so many cool tools and, and, and Star Wars stuff she gets to work with um, that really uh, Timura Morrison has to, you know, reel her back in and tell her, hey, don't forget we have to work as well. Um but I'll read you just the last little um, paragraph from this uh, from this TV guide, okay? So it says, One thing's for sure, Boba and Finnick have a lot of work ahead of them in their quest for domination. Boba's a bounty hunter. He's not used to this. Not just being in power, but trying to lead and deal with all the different factions, says Rodriguez, uh, talking about the director. And it says, Every time something new walks in, that's a new challenge. And you never know... What's going to come through that door? And uh, I've I've stayed away from spoilers. I've stayed away from leaks or anything like that. Um, but I have heard that, uh, and I've mentioned this before. I've heard that, and Rodriguez confirms in this uh, article or an article with People Magazine that they've the all the trailers we've seen are from the first few minutes of the first episode of the Book of Boba Fett and you know, the first 10 or 15 minutes maximum. And beyond that, there's so much happening. There's so many spoilers. And to me, if there's a moment that you reveal, to me, that's not a spoiler because unless there is context, unless there are characters I already know, then I, it doesn't matter. You know, it, it doesn't matter if we're watching the rise of Skywalker and you see all these fleets, you know, who, who knows what's that for until you go and see the movie and you realize, Oh, these are all the people that Lando's trying to rile up to help the resistance. Um, but going into the movie, you have no idea what that's for. Now, if they put Kylo Ren killing Han Solo in the trailers for, uh, the force awakens, you're going, Holy crap. Obviously, you know, maybe that doesn't fill in the gaps of Kylo and Han's relationship, but it's a big old spoiler that Han Solo is going to be killed by Kylo Ren. Uh, so to me, from the very get-go, if they're trying to avoid uh, sending anything to post-production to be aired uh, as trailers and, and promotional stuff from the second half of the first episode and on, to me, that doesn't just uh, reveal that there's going to be uh, extremely important things happening, but I think there are going to be familiar faces and I think that the familiar faces that make the most sense are going to be people who Boba Fett and Finnick Shan have to contend with for this rule they're trying to establish. And I think that, um, you know, someone who I can see, you know, obviously Cat's got beef with Finnick from the Bad Batch. Cat's got beef with Boba Fett. If, if him getting that plate on his head is a reflection of that time with Boba Fett and those unfinished episodes. So... Why wouldn't he come for them? And Boba's cheated death, Phoenix cheated death, but so is Cad Bane. I mean, a, a 
blaster bolt straight to the skull and somehow he's still around. So I can see him raising up, you know, a few other bounty hunters that maybe feel shortchanged by Boba Fett. Um, some of the other characters, uh, I, I think from war of the bounty hunters, you know, Bosk is obviously upset with Boba Fett. And I know that's sometime before where we're at now. Um, but trend oceans are like elephants. They never forget anything. And so I can totally see the way that Boba Fett's trying to lead, uh, Boba Fett probably has less experience than Cad Bane when it comes to leading a group. I think Cad Bane can lead a group. I think Cad Bane, uh, does have that swagger about him and he's, uh, he, he doesn't mind working in a group, so he knows how to lead a group. And I can see him going, this little kid doesn't know what he's doing. You know, to him, he can still see him as this up-and-comer, even though he's been established for years and years. Uh, so that's my question to you, and that's kind of the whole thing around today's episode. I know that's super, super vague and speculative, um, but I think it's got a lot... Uh, I think it has a lot of potential to be the case. Um, I know that we've already seen a few characters that he's going to talk to, um, but I think that if Boba Fett begins to actually establish some type of kingdom, uh, if, if these characters are willing to, uh, you know, bow down to Boba Fett, it's kind of like the Mandalorian thing where if, if then Cad Bane can come in and beat Boba Fett, they basically just go up under him. You know what I mean? They just become part of his crew. So who knows? Um, when he, when they say you never know who's going to walk through that door, uh, man, would I love to see Luke again? Would I love to see Han for some weird, strange reason? Um, yes, but I think that the Cad Banes and the Bosks and the Dengars, some of those characters that fit in that underworld make sense. Now, I know in his past, Han Solo has been in the underworld, but at this point in time, it's five years after Return of the Jedi, he's probably trying to be more respectable. He's got Leia, he's got Ben, all these other things. So we'll see. I don't see a world where he has any reason or desire to go back to Tatooine. We'll see. Um, but I really think those characters like Bosk, like Cad Bane, um, could show up. So is this Cad Bane's, uh, coming out party to live action and is it his return for, you know, into that CD underworld? We saw him in Bad Batch, but it was just a simple glimpse. And here's the thing, Filoni being, you know, has, he's completely in charge of animation, but he's also helping co-produce, uh, the Mandalorian and the book of Boba Fett. And he has that interwoven style mind, you know, he's got that Kudar Mubat mind where everything touches everything else. So maybe he brought up Cad Bane in the Bad Batch because it made sense for that time frame and it brought about people knowing who he was. You get merchandise back on the shelves, things like that to kind of bring, bring him back into people's memories just so that boom, here he is in the book of Boba Fett. You know, the Black Series figure came out for him, you know, uh, a year or two ago or whatever, how long ago that was. I know that people have been asking for it. I know that he's a fan favorite, but I also think that Disney and Filoni and all of these groups, Lucasfilm are working together to kind of feed us little breadcrumbs. You know, it's the same thing as season one. We didn't know for sure as Boba Fett, but we heard the spurs and we heard the static on the radio when someone, you know, from the ankle down is walking up to Phoenix, supposedly dead body on the sands of Tatooine. So they do these things on purpose. And so we'll see. I think it would be a great fit. I think he'd be a worthy adversary. When I look at the Trandoshans, I think Boba Fett's already got one up on Bosk. And Bosk, you know, in my mind is like the king of Trandoshans. So why would he be intimidated by these guys? You look at the Aqualish and it's like they have a huge butt on their face. Why would he care about them? You know what I'm saying? So Cad Bane can be that character 
that Boba Fett has to really think about how are we going to beat this guy. But maybe I'm crazy. If you disagree or you think maybe he is going to show up, if you have a character that you go, Joe, you're you're barking up the wrong tree. Here's a character I feel is going to be in the show. Please sound off in the comments. As always, thank you for tuning in. Please like this video, subscribe to the channel, turn on notifications, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Have an amazing weekend and may the force be with you.